Welcome back, everybody. This is Jason and Alex for the Fantasy Football. Oh my God. I can hear you and cut you off. You got new internet, Jason. Oh my God. This is great. I graduated from 500 kilobytes per second to more than 225 megabytes per second. Hold on. 500? 500 kilobytes. So giga, mega, kilo. Completely ten the times the wrong way. Yes, the wrong way. Slower. <laughs> so basically, 500 kilobytes KBs is basically akin to dial-up internet. Turns out, turns out, my router was going bad slowly, and my modem, because it was ten plus years old, and I hadn't had any issues with it. So I feel I like from, ten years old for a modem is like. Um, I, I honestly, it's just so old. I, it's like dating like a grandma. Yeah. Easily. If not worse, it's probably her mom. Um, but, um, (laughs) anyways, I went from that to a freaking Nighthawk all in one, two for one special. And now I feel like you're sitting next to me. So it's like. The bonus of being able to go back and forth much faster without having to smell you or coming into direct eye contact. Yeah, and hopefully I don't say uh and um quite as much this episode because we're I'm waiting for you to try to figure out when you're going to stop talking so I can start and vice versa. So if you've listened to past recordings of this, you can tell that J- like Jason's doing everything here. I'm just kind of the, the smart ass that talks every once in a while. And so you'll notice that Jason's responding to me right away most of the time. And uh, I'm just sitting here and there's just like awkward silence like going on after Jason talks, um, which is probably true most of the time because I'm just an idiot. But hey, here we go. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So before I was so rudely interrupted. What? By my grandma's mother. um, We are talking top 12 wide receiver ranks today uh before we dive in and start the show off and roll the opener i do want to throw out a quick disclaimer that these are half ppr rankings Hmm. so that that should matter yes uh half ppr ranks do matter um other i'd wanted to give a quick shout out to tim's real quick tim's are my favorite people um and along with that um, I just wanted to mention that we've got a ton of, of pushback on our tight end rankings um, where we posted the thing on Twitter about Tim Tebow being a top 12 uh, tight end, which is just atrocious. And how many people actually do think he's going to be a top 12 tight end? It was and more almost, than 40% of respondents. It's unbelievable. And I think I, I just want to Tebow is in the top 12. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I, I it's so wrong that I want to say I will get a tattoo if he ends up in the top 12, but one, I don't have any tattoos and that's not going to be my first one. And it would make me so angry if he ends up being in the top 12, that getting a tattoo on top of it would just send me into a rage. So I'm not even going to, I don't, I'm not even going to offer it because he's probably not even going to make the team, but it's just so funny. Whoever loses the board bets this season has to get a Tim Tebow temporary tattoo. Temporary, I'm in like the ones that no, but like the like the high high quality ones that last for like a month. That's what you're getting. 
I'll think about it. <laughs> All right, let's let's go. Let's dive into this. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos back again talking wideout ranks today. Got Alex in the house as always. Two-man crew going deep on some wideout ranks today. Deep. So... And and really, Jason, are these even wideout rankings or do, is it just like who we think is going to get the most targets, right? Because if you think about tight end rankings, it's not really, you know, you're going to have some fluctuations in tight ends and re- or sorry, targets and receptions and yards. Uh, touchdowns are are totally a guess check. You know, nobody has any idea who's going to get that. Um, but targets are the most. Uh, predictive of all of the stats you can look at. I did this last year. I'm going to run through it again real quick. In 2018, if you're in the top 12 of targets, 11 of the top 12 were in the top 12 of rankings. If you were in the top 24 of targets, 20 of them were in the top 24. Okay. So pretty high percentage. In 2019, if you were in the top 12 of targets, Seven of them were top 12 wide receivers. If you were in the top 24, 22 of the 24 were wide receiver twos or better. Last year, if you were in the top 12 of targets, seven of the top 12 were wide receiver ones and in the top 12. And if you were in the top 24 of targets, 20 were in the top 24. The four that were not uh, were Cooper Cup, Jerry Judy, Tyler Boyd and Russell Gage were in the top 24 targets, but did not crack the top 24 wide receivers and the four wide receivers that were uh, in the top 24 that did not have the 24th or best targets were Mike Evans, who had the 25th, Chase Claypool, who had the 26th, Adam Thielen, who had the 27th and AJ Brown, who had the 30th. So this is really just a straight up who is going to have the targets and there'll be a couple outliers in there, you know, either way, but this is a, who's going to have the targets and it's not super surprising that it's very similar to how they finished last year, at least at the top. One other stat that I think really plays into this. Well, there's, I think, I think my, some of my three favorite stats in addition to just pure targets is target share. Sure. I look for target shares well over 20%. Um, I mean, if you can, unless un- unless it's like the Steelers or the Cowboys or the Chiefs that are just throwing the ball so much more than some of these other teams, where they're just going to make up with sheer quantity, right? You you hit my my third stat that I love the oh, most. Sorry about that. You're stealing my thunder. NFL team pass attempts per game. Yep. If if they have some lower percentages than other guys, then they need to be on teams that are chucking it the most. Yep. And uh, we're going to talk about all of these stats as we talk about all these players um, and sort of how they work together. But with that, all of that said, I think we are ready to now dive into our number one overall. And that is Devontae Adams. Shockingly. If your wide receiver one is not Devontae Adams, please comment, write us, tweet us who it is, because it needs to be Devontae. He let all receivers... 
He led all receivers in 10 and a half targets per game. He led all receivers in target share at almost 34% target share of all <laughs> targets on that team. It's so stupid. He led all receivers with 18 touchdowns. He's incredible. In a word, he's he's just if he's healthy, I mean they didn't add they did not add anybody that's going to threaten his time. Aaron Rodgers is now officially back. And I think I was waiting. I wanted to wait on this more than the quarterback ranking episode, just because Aaron Rodgers, even if he came back, wasn't going to be the number one ranked quarterback. But whether or not Aaron Rodgers came back is going to affect everybody ranking Devontae Adams at one or not. And with him coming back, Devontae is locked in at number one. He needs to be the first receiver off the board. My question for you who do you take ahead of him in drafts? Where's Ooh. the line? Um, I think you justify him uh, four after, right? So you're looking at CMC, um, Dalvin, and Derrick Henry, and then right in there is probably the the Vante line, right? Yes. Would you do Saquon? No, I, I I'm definitely going to take uh, take Devonte probably at four. Zeke? No. Nobody else is close. What about Travis Kelsey? If you're looking he's at the, the only he, he's the only other guy there, right? But I, I think you I think it's I still think it's Adams. Okay. I don't know. I mean, as we go through these mock drafts, because yeah. after once we get all these rankings done, and this is the last rankings video, we're gonna start talking sleepers and mocks. Uh I think we're gonna be pleasantly surprised by some mid round or not even mid round, but late early round wide receiver value. So I yeah. don't know. We'll see. Well, and that's, that's the thing though, because Devonte, so he missed two games and he was still wide receiver one last year. He's averaging two and a half more points a game than Tyree kill. And over the third place last year, he was five more points per game that he played. That's insane. Like yeah. it's not it's and Stefan Diggs, who came in at three, had the most receptions and yards in the NFL last year. So it's not like he wasn't doing nothing. Uh, so super touchdown dependent. We always make the joke. One of the best goal line backs in football because Aaron Rodgers is going to look for him at the goal line. Last year, second in receptions, fourth in yards, fourth in targets, 18 touchdowns, which was clearly first and uh, three more than anybody, uh, which was Tyree Kill. So. Yeah, I, I think he's the undisputed number one. Uh, the crazy thing to me is based on sleeper rankings, um, he is going the first pick of round two. Um, Tyree Kill is going before him um, in the back half of round one. Um, you and me both disagree with that, but teach their own. I think that maybe that's maybe that just has a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers contract bake into it. I think yeah, it's possible. I'm 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 thinking that that will switch as we move in closer to September. But all right, we already mentioned him. Might as well uh, move on. Our wide receiver two this season, unanimous Tyreek Hill, averaged just about nine targets per game, which was eighth at the position. He's obviously the most explosive player in the league. He only had 85 catches last season, and he had more than 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. It's incredible. The guy yeah. is hands down the most explosive player. 
Um, I think he has a chance maybe at taking that number one spot. I just, if Devontae stays healthy, yeah, it's just, I just want more targets. I want him to get up off of eighth to do it. I, he's so efficient. I don't know if he can do any more unless he gets targeted more, but I also don't see him getting more targets. And I, yeah, you have to take Devontae over him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So the, so the chiefs threw the third most passes in football last year uh, and the Packers threw the 24th most. <laughs> so that target share has to obviously stay there for this to be, uh, you know, the, the right ranking, right? Because if they're not going to throw the ball more than that, I, I again, it, Alan Lazard is back for a full season like that. I, I don't see the, his targets but going down. Even though, even though Green Bay was 24th in total pass attempts, and where did you say Casey was? They were third. Yeah, okay. 24th compared to third, but Devontae Adams still had one and a half more targets a game than Tyreek. Yeah. No, right. And, that, like, and that's Because fun. that's the target share. Yeah. I would, I would also say, you know, throw in Tyreek was getting about a carry a game too. He had 13 carries for 120 yards and two rushing touchdowns last year. So ridiculous. Tyreek only had, yeah, Tyreek only had one less total touchdown than Adams last year. But again, Adams missed, missed two games. So yeah, Tyreek Hill, 15th in reception, 7th in yards, um, and had those uh, 17 total touchdowns. He's on what I would consider you know, the first or second most explosive offense in the NFL. Uh, I would say it's between them and is, is it weird to say Dallas when they're all healthy? Um, oh, don't steal my thunder yet. I can't okay. wait. Yeah. So, so I, I think he's clearly um, in, in the top five discussion. I understand if you want to put switch him and Stefan Diggs just because of what they did last year. Uh, but Tyreek Hill has m- more fast people around him and obviously it's Kelsey and he has the best quarterback in football in Mahomes. And so you can't just focus on Hill. You can't just focus on Kelsey. That's what makes him so deadly. And why I have Tyreek Hill slightly ranked ahead of Stefan Diggs is because Diggs is the only guy that Buffalo has. And so I, I think you're Dude, really going to see him though. Wait, no, no, uh, Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. So, okay, my, my point stands. I, I just, yeah, I, you know, the Casey just has too many weapons. Tyreek has been when healthy, um, basically a, a top three wide receiver the last three years. I know he had hamstring issues a couple of years ago, but uh, those seem to be behind him last year, at least most of the way. I know he got dinged up in a couple of games. So, yeah, I'm a two. You have a two. I think it's where he should be. Next up, consensus, wide receiver three. We both have him ranked there, Stephon Diggs. 168 targets last season led all receivers. Uh, more than a 30% target share, which was second in the league to Devontae. Uh, did finish third in targets uh, per game at 10.4. So it goes back to uh, a couple other guys having some health issues. So Yep. I mean, what he did in his first year with uh, Josh Allen was absolutely incredible. Um, I don't think anybody, I don't know, maybe some people saw it coming. Um, I certainly did not see 
the 127 catches for more than 1500 yards and eight scores coming. I mean, I don't know anybody that saw 1500 yards coming out of him. Like if any of the top 10 finishers or maybe top five finishers, I would have, well, hell I'll say top 10. I won't, I'll have a little bit of, yeah, I I think I would have probably picked to have a better season than Stefan Diggs going into last year. I was not high on the bills or digs or I wanted to stay away from Josh Allen and I was so wrong. So you got to think that it's only going to get better in year two, right? Hey, Sacco fans. Thanks for listening to us. We suck at this. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. I mean, how can you argue with first in receptions, first in yards, first in targets? Because that that's what he was last year. And and by the way, they're bringing the whole gang back and it's year two. Like that was year one. Yeah, they don't run the ball at all. They just throw the ball a ton, right? I mean, I'm uh, let's see here. Where did the Bills finish? They threw the 11th most passes in football last year. Well, they Um, also have Josh Allen running the ball, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that bumps them up, you know, quite a bit, probably into the in the seven to six to seven range if Josh Allen isn't isn't sputtering on some of those uh broken plays. So yeah, I he's currently going at the beginning of the second round right after Devontae Adams. Um so that's fine. Again, I, I feel like these are three can't miss guys. And he he's almost due for some touchdown progression, right? He only had eight touchdowns last year is tied for twelve the twelfth most um so there there were some some people that were that are scoring more touchdowns than him and based on just the percentage wise you would look for him to score some more touchdowns and have a bigger year this year than he did last year still finished 20 points behind um Tyreek Hill last year so you know a point a game yeah it's just what an incredible team, man. They had the third highest scoring offense last season with scoring almost 30 points a game. They're going to repeat. He's in a clear cut number one. The workload is not going anywhere. Assuming health for him and Josh Allen, it's going to be all systems go. Yeah, uh, and- with, the, with, with the prevalence of like sports betting, it's so fun to bet these guys' catches for, in a game because... You can just sit there and watch Stefan Diggs on offense. Every time they drop back, you know what side of the screen he's on. You know where Josh Allen's looking. And when he throws that direction, you get excited. And for these guys that get all these targets and they're sending the over-under at seven and a half, eight and a half catches a game, uh, that's something that's really fun to bet on and to root for the best players to be great. Absolutely. All right, I'm ready to leave Stefan Diggs there. Uh, I think maybe we're going to be a little bit short on some of these first guys, but there's some good discussion coming up here on the second half of this. Yeah, Next, I feel I feel like there there's clearly a line after those three. Right after those three, yes. I, I think there I think there's clearly a tier a tier line there. I would do another tier after these next two. Okay, I I slightly disagree with you, but that's fine. All right, next up, we have at number four, Calvin Ridley. He is Alex's number four, my number five going into this season. Um, He had uh, almost a 13.5 
average depth of target, which led all receivers with more than 125 targets a game. So just absolutely incredible how he was able to uh, make the big play happen and make the most out of play, you know, plays um, that came his way. Um, If you want to talk team pass attempts, you know, you got to be able to be efficient with your, with your plays. If Minnesota is 27th in pass attempts in the league at just over 32 targets a game, but the guy is an absolute stud. You you're talking um, about Ridley? I'm. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I, you're, you're jumping. You're. You were so I excited the about gun. Je- you were so excited about Justin Jefferson that <laughs> it's just so funny how much you love him, and you're like Calvin Ridley. Give me the Justin Jefferson. I just. I literally. You said that. And I was like, wait, no. I'm totally going in on Justin Jefferson right now because I just love Justin Jefferson so damn much. <laughs> All right. Push it, I'm sorry. Push it down. Push, Recalibrate. Push. That Bush is pro- the, that's one of the worst things I've probably done on this in a while. Um it's sorry. Okay. The 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 speed with which I'm able to hear you now is just throwing me off tonight. I should have just let you keep going. Did I even say it was Calvin Ridley or did I announce him as Justin Jefferson from the get-go? I'm pretty sure you said Ridley. Okay. Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Alex is number four, my number five. 13 and a half ADOT led all receivers with 125 plus targets. He had 143 total targets on the year, almost 1400 yards and nine scores. Absolutely obscene stats. Atlanta. I mean, we've talked about it last year and same thing held true for this year. They, they went from the most pass attempts per game to the fourth pass attempts per game. They love to throw the ball. Uh, you lose Julio Jones. So yep. where do the targets moves over to? I don't think they all go to Kyle Pitts. Nope. So I, I don't think don't Mike you, Davis is going to threaten them with 200 targets either. Don't you kind of see their offense turning a little bit more into the Titans offense though, with them hiring their O coordinator again, the Titans threw the ball the 30th most times last year. So uh, starting right here is where for me, I actually had a hard time putting him this high, but he finished there last year. And so logic to me was like, well, no Julio, you have a rookie tight end. Uh, I mean, Russell Gage is like the only other guy they have there, right? I, I'm I'm not really super worried about it. Matt Ryan's going to look to him all the time when they're throwing the ball. And, you know, the Titans offense has been pretty successful with AJ Brown being good. So why not? I mean, I, I think he's going to have a super high target share. I don't think it's going to be Devonte Adams um, level, but you know, I I, th- I think that's why he's here is because they're not going to be winning many games. They're going to be behind. The game script says they're going to be throwing enough to make this. W- whether he's successful in the first half, good question. But garbage time. It wouldn't surprise me to have him be like a DJ Chark from a couple of years ago where he's scoring in like the fourth quarter of every game because they're losing by so much. So I, was, I, I, I think this helps him. The, the game script helps him get to this number four spot. I was going to say. You mentioned switching to more of the Titans offense, the Titans. Yeah. Won a lot of football games last year. It's true. Do you know who didn't win 
a lot of football games last year. Your fantasy football team. <laughs> One more than yours, and I made the playoffs. No, the Atlanta Falcons. They were 4-12. and 12. You're not going to be running the ball with Mike Davis in the second half if you're down. And sure. I tell you what, they're going to be down. So, Probably. I mean, <sighs> they were middle in the pack. Middle of the pack in terms of NFL team points per game. So it's just uh, that defense has been their weakness for, I don't even know, five years, probably forever. So I just. Even with the Titans offensive scheme coming in, it doesn't scare me. You lose Julio Jones. They're going to be down. They're going to have to throw. Julio's gone. Calvin Ridley's there. I don't really see a solid number two. So it's maybe Kyle Pitts or Mike Davis, who's like a first year back for Matt Ryan to work with. I really see him just as long as Ridley's healthy, he's looking at 10 plus targets. I really think it's that easy in games where Ridley starts, finishes and doesn't miss time because of injury. I think he finishes with 10 plus targets. Yeah, I think that's fair. He's currently going as wide receiver seven in drafts. We have him ranked fourth. Yeah, what round is that? Um, him and AJ Brown both have the same. Um, so he's essentially going pick 21 right now. Um, AJ Brown's going pick 20. So end of the second. That's correct. Okay. Well, if they have the same ADP and they're both going at the end of the second, we would obviously both rather have Ridley over AJ Brown. And I think that's correct. I think it's fair just because of the, just because of the targets. Uh, AJ Brown has never had been a big target guy with Julio coming in. We'll we'll talk about him, but it's one of those things. I, I think that's pretty clear cut. I would rather have Ridley over Brown. Yeah. And given that you have all the ADPs brought up for these guys, I'm just going to let you sprinkle that in. You got it. It's a little Alex dust on top. Next up. Sick. <clears throat> Next up. Wide receiver number five. Uh, my wide receiver number four, Alex's wide receiver number five. We had these last two flipped, and this is yep. why a part of the reason why I also think there's a baby tier here is DeAndre Hopkins. He was second in targets last year, even with the switch to a brand new team with 160. He was third in target share in the league at almost 30%. Uh, the guy's incredible. It's amazing what he was able to do to be absolutely team and quarterback proof over the course of his career. Um, Arizona was 14th in NFL uh, team points per game. And Arizona was 14th in pass attempts per game. So middle of the road. But if you're pulling down 30% of the targets, it's going to make up for that. So I see more success coming. D hops away. I mean, the guy had 115 catches, more than 1400 yards, only six touchdowns, which is the weakest, the weakest aspect of his game last season. But I mean, the volume, I think more than makes up for it. So hopefully they're better. And uh, hopefully he converts. It's just, I think they get in the red zone and maybe Kyler steals a little bit. I don't know. What are your thoughts? So he's going pick 16 currently. So uh, what beginning of round two as well. Um, Wide receiver four coming off the board uh, after Diggs and before DK Metcalf. 
Um, DeAndre was wide receiver five last year, as you already mentioned. Second in second in receptions, he had the same amount as uh, Devontae Adams. Second in yards, second in targets. Pretty consistent, you know. How do you complain about that? I um, I just don't know if I like the Cardinals' offense, and I and I feel like that's why I had Ridley above Hopkins because. What do you mean you don't know if you like it? Like they just throw a bunch of like short passes all the time. Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's not doing nothing with them. No, I, I, he had I under- 10 targets a game. No, I know, but, he, and I don't have this information. I bet his average depth of target is, is not very high. Uh, if I could talk long enough, you'll probably be able to look it up. But it's it's one of those things where I just don't. So AJ Green is coming into town. Not that I'm super worried about that because I'm I'm not, and nobody should really be. Christian Kirk is there. Uh, Fitzgerald is out of the picture. Uh, nobody knows what he's doing. I'm assuming he's retiring, but nobody's really said anything. They have a couple backs there with Chase Edmonds. They have James Conner. I feel like he'll be checking down to them just as much, which might take a couple take take a couple targets away from Hopkins. I don't know. I just just don't really like it. I, I will say if you're going to have the second most targets, second most receptions, and the twenty first most uh, touchdowns, um, there is some progression there that that maybe you'll get. Um, but yeah, I, I like uh, like our first four better. DeAndre Hopkins had an average depth of target of nine yards per target uh in 2019 that was 10 and a half yards in 2018 that was 12 and a half yards so definitely shorter targets but he also had 10 more targets than last year he had 11 more catches he did go over 1400 yards yeah so no, I he's mean, really good the reception percentage is over twenty or over seventy percent. He's averaging almost nine yards per target and more than twelve yards per reception last year. So, like, I don't, I don't know. He just couldn't find the end zone. And touchdowns can be fluky sometimes, you know. I, yeah, and and Kyler is going to run the ball and 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 steal some of those, right? So instead of yeah, you know, he's he's still a quarterback that's going to rely on his legs more than his arms sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. and and I feel like that's that's one of those areas that you feel the effects of it. I agree. All right, next up we have, and I would do a tier there, but next up we have at number six consensus Keenan Allen. He is both my and Alex's overall wide receiver seven. He had 102 catches in 2017, 97 catches in 2018, 104 catches in 2019, and 100 catches last year despite missing two games. That's good. Guys, a shoe in for 100 catches. Um, Now, the worrying thing about Keenan Allen, and we will talk a little bit of ADOT, um, he had less than 1,000 yards. He had 992 yeah. yards, but he did have yeah. eight touchdowns on 147 targets. He had 147 targets despite missing two games. Crazy. So you're talking 10 targets a game. I mean, he's easily over 160 targets. 
So pushing for target lead in the league. Um, him and freaking Justin Herbert were incredible. Especially, really especially when Austin Eagler was out for an extended period of time. So there was a dip. The dip was real when he came back. Um, mine is disgusting. Dip is delicious. Uh, oh. so, so just be, be aware of that. Um, Doc. I, I, I go back and forth. I, he was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I rode him to the playoffs. I, I can't talk. There's not too much bad things to say. It's just that the yards per target, like, he had less than 10 yards per catch and only less than seven yards per target, which absolutely is just abysmally low. Yeah, it's that's really low. I would also say they were they were trying to baby in a rookie quarterback, at least marginally. Right. So he had one less target than Devontae Adams did last year. They both missed the two games, but one target difference is nothing. OK, it's one. Sorry. But the fact that he had a rookie quarterback and not a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I, I think he's going to be really good. I, I think um, I, I wanted to put him higher. I, I couldn't for, for different reasons. Um, but yeah, 14th overall last year, fifth in catches, 17th in yards, fifth in targets, even missing the two games, as you mentioned, eight touchdowns was tied for 12th. I see no reason why he will not be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Provided his quarterback stays healthy. The only thing that hurts him is uh, Mr. Austin um, getting taking away all those short targets uh, and the way that that offense is going to work where they're going to give Austin Eckler, you know, 10, uh, you know, he's, there's going to be games where he has 10 targets. Um, So that, that inherently is going to hurt Keenan Allen uh, at least a little bit, but I, I still think he's easily a top 10 wide receiver this year. Keenan Allen had an A dot last year of seven yards per target. That's really low. Seven. But he but he makes defensive backs look silly with his route running. Um, his current ADP is 29. So he's going in the middle of the third round at wide receiver nine off the board. That's silly. Uh, That's good. Um, I like it. Av- yeah. After Justin Jefferson, um, before Terry McLaurin. I agree uh, with be, both of those, though. I would take bef- Jay Jeff over Alan Robinson. I would take him before Allen Robinson. So I agree with all of those. Okay. But, but he's a hell of a wide receiver one. Really good. Really good value there in the middle of the third round to where, where you could, you know, take Kelsey in the first round. You could take Najee in the second round and then pair Keenan Allen with those two. Um, would be a fine start to a to a roster. Najee at the beginning of the second man, I would aim for Eckler there, but yeah. No, would no, you do no, the stack? It'd, That'd be, it'd, yeah. it'd, it'd, it'd be the end of the second. Okay, because because he, he's going like right in the middle of of round three. Okay. Could you imagine though the Eckler Allen uh, stack? I mean, you better hope the quarterback doesn't get hurt. Oh, he'll be fine. All right. Risky. 
Kind of risk it for the biscuit. Next up, we have at wide receiver seven, Justin Jefferson. I like him so much. I already started talking about him once. <laughs> Give it to the just, people again. Because he just blows my mind. Jay Jeff, you want to talk dot? I got you. 11 yards, average depth of target. It's good. It's, that's not good. That's fantastic. That's obscene. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, man. He had 125 targets, turned him into Kirk. catches, 1,400 yards as a rookie. He finished last season with the most receiving yards for a rookie in NFL history. That's good. He did that despite not starting until week three, by the way. Remember when you said Ola BC was going to be a thing last season? You <laughs> no, freaking I said idiot. He was a, I said he was a sleeper. There's oh my a difference. God. Yeah, because you should sleep on him. That's well, why he was. If that's you the differences between Justin your sleepers Jefferson and did, my sleepers. Maybe he would have been My fine. sleepers are people you draft. Your sleepers are people you should sleep on. That's the difference. You're so full of shit sometimes. Justin Jefferson did not hit a 90% snap rate until week 10. (laughs) Week fucking 10. (laughs) After that, his 16 game average was 105 catches, almost 1500 (laughs) yards and nine scores. The dude was targeted on 23% of the routes he ran. He's obscene. That's good. He is a lock top 10 top six receiver like top six is pushing it. No, it ain't not, uh, not with that schedule. The Minnesota Vikings threw the ball the 27th most times. Uh, they do still have Adam Thielen there. They don't have a tight end. Uh, Justin Jefferson's currently going at the beginning of the third round. Like I mentioned, wide oh receiver. My God, eight. I would. Oh, Oh. Wide receiver eight off the board. Um, oh. So uh, does does CMC uh, Waller Justin Jefferson get you going, Jason? CMC um, Waller Jefferson, CMC Najee Jefferson, CMC whatever you can get Jefferson. You can take Mahomes there. Uh, yeah. Potential. Not that I would personally. I'm just saying Jefferson in the third is stupid that's just that's a cheat code congratulations you've made the playoffs you're you're unbelievable yeah i think um and this sounds kind of stupid to say but i feel like more than ever i really want one of those first three picks this year just because of the way adps are stacking up right now that, yeah. that that end of second beginning of the third round it's just like how am I getting some of these guys here? So I would definitely uh, take him over Keenan. Um, yeah, I mean, they're close, right? Um, I, I, yeah, I, you I, having him at 11 is abysmal. I do have him at 11 cause I couldn't get him higher than that. Cause I like other people more. Um, and he's still got <sighs> Kirk cousins and they run the ball so much. And I'm targeting yards. They run the ball so much. He set an NFL record for receiving <laughs> yards because they ran the ball so much. And you think I'm an idiot. Yeah. I didn't say you were an idiot. What'd you say? I'm an the, idiot sometimes. 
I see. Um, uh, you'll have to rewind it. I, I don't know. I probably said you're stupid or something like that because you are. Um, yeah, I, he's really good. I, I don't know what you want me to say. I I would rather have Allen Robinson over Justin Jefferson. Wrong. And and you can say that's wrong. That's fine. You'd rather have Amari over Jay Jeff. Uh, yeah, because I think both those offenses th- are going to be throwing way, way, way more than the Vikings will. And you'd rather have McLaurin over Jay Jeff. Yeah, same thing. Okay. I, I think they're all. I think they're all going to be throwing way more than the Vikings are, and so I just want to draft behind you. If you're going to leave Jay Jeff there for me, I probably would. That would be fantastic. I hope you get the three. I, I I'll take. Would. You get the two. I'll take the three. It'll be fan. It'll be great. I'll take Jay Jeff. Okay. I'll take I'll Waller t- I'll, and the second right in front of you. It's fine. I'll take Allen Robinson. I'm 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 more more than happy to do that. Ooh. Hey, All right. do you have saying. anything else you want to sprinkle on this? What's his his ADP is the third round. That's incredible. Yeah, his ADP is is right at the beginning of the third round. Uh, pick twenty five, pick twenty six. It's really good. That I, that's definitely where you want to be picking this year, based on who's falling there. Yeah, if. Uh... If you guys are doing any like drafting your games or whatever to figure out where your draft slots are, I would aim for number three and I would take I would take whoever's left out of uh, CMC, Dalvin and probably um, Derek Henry. Yep. And then just chef's kiss. The rest of the draft, baby. Yep. All right. Well, now that we've established Justin Jefferson as a huge draft value, at least right now, thank you, Sleeper, <laughs> by the way, for sharing all of your ADPs yeah. uh, with us little content creators. We we do appreciate it. Next up, we have at Consensus Wide Receiver 8, Alan Robinson. Woo-hoo. Alex's Wide Receiver 6, terrible yeah. ranking, and That's my not. Wide Receiver 11. It's not. It's not wrong. I'm going to play devil's devil's advocate here. He's he's been top 15. He's finished as a top 15 wide out with Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky throwing <laughs> him the ball and Nick Foles. You could argue that Andy Dalton is probably a better quarterback than all of those. Probably. No, he is. No, like he no, like there's no doubt about the fact that he is. So I mean, as much as I hate the Bears quarterback situation, I I can't historically it's I still fine going forward. Yeah, it was, Dalton's it, fine. Even though I hate it. Well, and it's not it wasn't even that though. It's like what if Justin Fields comes in and he's got like, I don't know, a three, four game adjustment period. Not worried about it. You know, you don't think he just comes in and makes it freaking rain and it's just the most glorious thing you've ever seen. It's like the second coming. Oh, please tell me more. Um, I, I don't know. I, and I'm not worried about it just because his targets are so high. He's third in targets last year, fourth in catches, eighth in yards. He only had six touchdowns tied for 21st most in the NFL from a receiver standpoint. 
I think his so he's playing on the franchise tag. He's gonna try to get paid in the offseason. He for the first time has a like a legitimate NFL quarterback. And uh Matt Nagy, uh you may have heard this, loves to throw the ball. Oh, he does threw he? the he threw the eighth most times in football last year with Trubisky and Foles as his quarterback. Like, first of all, that's kind of sad that he was throwing it that much with those two guys. But now that he has a legit NFL quarterback, yes. That yeah. I, yes. But, like, also, the Bears were all the way down at 23 overall in uh, points per game. Like, NFL team Yeah, because they didn't have a quarterback. Scored. So it's and Andy Dalton, I don't think is any better or worse. You think when do you think Fields plays? Andy Dalton plays the Bengals in week two. You think he sits after that? He gets the revenge game and then he sits. The Bears have the no. Browns in week three. No, and I I don't think Fields will get in the first half of the season. Wow. Okay. Because they, they have the stretch there where it's what, like Baltimore, uh, 49ers. It, it's just, there's just like a brutal stretch in their Steelers, I, th- I think, is one of the, th- one of the four games. Yeah. It's just so these terrible. are all games in a row. You go Bucks, Niners, Steelers, Ravens. He's, you're not putting a rookie in to face those four defenses. So that puts you, what, like week nine, week 10? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely the latter half of the season. Yeah, so, so I, I think, you know, uh, this is all, this is purely a chase the targets. Robinson's going to have the uh, enough targets to be at this number, um, so that's why I'm ranked so high. Is now, that four game stretch enough to tr- want to avoid Bears players right in the middle of your season when you're trying to make the playoffs? Yeah, it sounds Do you like a great. Them? T- sounds like a great time to trade for Allen Robinson. Uh, when he is potentially going through that rough stretch or just that entire Bears offense in general, right? Um, he So, Allen Robinson's currently going pick 34, um, which is the back half of the third round. Uh, he's going wide receiver 12. Um, I would love to get him in the fourth. You would love to get him at the back half of the third. If you're picking ninth, ninth or tenth, um, They'll, yeah, be, but, they'll be sitting there for you in the third. Okay, we just talked about picking in the first three picks. Say you have Dalvin, Waller, and Justin Jefferson. Dalvin, Waller, J. Jeff. That beats anything you can get. Or is that, would you rather have Eckler, Kelsey, and Robinson? Robinson. Yeah, it's not even close. No, it's it's not close. Kelsey's better than Waller, but the other two, it's not close. Yeah, not not. Well, I I I beg to differ. At least on Robinson, but it it's still okay. The 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 running back value Eckler versus Dalvin is just too. It, it's probably too much. You got to pick in the top three. That's the goal. But yeah, so. Um, Allen Robinson, I'm high on him. I'm a Bears fan. It's probably kind of homery. I understand all that, but it's the best quarterback he's ever played with, and the targets are there. 
Do you think people know that we're Bears fans? Do you think that the uh, the blue and orange everything gives it away? Maybe, um, considering I had uh, Montgomery, somebody gave me shit at your bachelor party about uh, saying your analysis. <laughs> that was Ross. That, yeah, that David Montgomery is a good fantasy pick this year because he's literally faster. And I was like, yeah, he is literally faster. Well, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I, I mean, literally do a Google search. His point. Dave, it's still, it's true. His point, his point was that he's just faster at running into the Bears offensive line. Not that he's yeah. not faster, just that he's faster at being bad. So. Oh, man. All it's right. Fun. Next up, we have wide receiver nine. DK Metcalf. He is our unanimous consensus wide receiver nine. We both have him there. For DK Metcalf, I tell you what, it was a tale of two seasons. His first eight games, he had he was averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game. He had one single point dud. His second eight his second eight games. That 18.3 fantasy points per game went down to just 10.5 fantasy points per game, and half of his games were single point duds. Alex, I'm going to give you a list of receivers that averaged more than 10.5 fantasy points per game last season. They include Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, oh no, Cooper Cup. Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, and Ooh. last but certainly not least, Cole Beasley. <laughs> Averaged more fantasy points per game per season than DK Metcalf did in the second half of last You're doing year. Him dirty right now. He did himself dirty. That offense, <laughs> that <laughs> offense did DK Metcalf dirty. Like. But you got a meme on pro football talk because of DK Metcalf. You're now you're slamming him. I'm not slamming. Like the guy is a stud, but come on, Pete Carroll, figure it out. Like he had 1300 yards and 10 scores, but he finished the second half of the season, averaging less points than Cole Beasley. (laughs) What? He had 129 targets, 83 catches. The guy's a stud. He is an absolute monster. I hate Pete Carroll and I hate what happened in, to that team in the second half of last season when they just stopped throwing the ball. So, yeah, Seattle had was right in the middle of the NFL in pass attempts. Uh, they were 17th. TK uh, Metcalf is currently going at pick 18, which is the middle of round two. He's going the fifth wide receiver off the board. No thanks. Um, which I would say is probably a little early. Uh, he was the number seven overall wide receiver last year, even given everything that Jason just talked about. 17th in catches, 6th in yards, 13th in targets, had 10 touchdowns, 6th most in the NFL. This is an offense thing that's concerning. Um, I am very unlikely to be taking him in, in any league that we're drafting in. He's a physical freak. He's an absolute monster. Uh, but until Pete Carroll's going to stop turning around and give the ball to Chris Carson um, in the second half of the year. This is a guy that I would trade for Allen Robinson. Plus. <laughs> now, here's um, a guy. <laughs> boom. Pow. 
Um, <laughs> God, I love Madden 64, man. I, you're, you might be a little young for that, but I, I whip my cousin's ass in that game all the time. We, we have some drinks and then after everybody goes to sleep at like three in the morning, we play Madden 64. Like still? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, so I'm, I'm the 49ers. I come over. I'll do that. Steve Young, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, uh, Terrell Owens, JJ Stokes uh, were the wide receivers there. And then uh, my cousin's team is is the Charlotte Panthers is what they were called in that game. Uh, so features Kerry Collins, who I knock out of every game. So Steve Berline has to come in. And then they have uh, Bianca Batuka as a running back. Musin Muhammad is on that team. Moose! Uh, um, so Chicago yeah, fun. Bear. Fun, yeah. Uh, so fun, fun Madden 64 talk there. Um, okay. So DK Metcalf, I, I have no, literally no idea where we were. Um, th- this is a straight up. Oh, sorry. I was talking about trading him. This is something I would do. I would trade DK Metcalf for, for Moose and Muhammad. For Moose and Muhammad. Lock it in. So DK Metcalf trading for Allen Robinson and somebody else while his value is high and the because everybody's going to be, oh, Russ, MVP, Russ, MVP, the entire first half of the season, and then he'll get zero votes again, just like he always does. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm I'm leaving that there. I, I have nothing to add. Uh, DK, wow. What a second half that was. Moving on. Consensus wide receiver 10, Amari Cooper. He is my wide receiver eight and Alex's wide receiver 10. Good job by you getting him up there. I I just couldn't put him any higher. I got Uh, all the stats and here they come. Rapid fire, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to say Amari Cooper is currently going at pick 41, which is like the like the middle of round four, he's wide receiver 17 coming off imagine? the board. Can wide receiver you, 17. Can you imagine? He's going, uh, he's going after the likes of Chris Godwin, CD Lamb, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, uh, Allen Robinson, McLaurin, um, and going just before Robert Woods and DJ Moore. Wow. That that's freaking nuts. All right. Let's talk about last year. So through the first five games when Dak was healthy, Dak was quarterback. Dak was quarterback four. Zeke was running back three. Amari was wide receiver eight. And CeeDee Lamb was wide receiver eleven. Uh Michael Gallup was wide receiver thirty-three, so flex worthy. And Dalton Schultz, who was a top 12 tight end. Zeke went on to fall from wide from running back three to running back 11. Amari fell from wide receiver eight to wide receiver 16. Thanks to Ben DiNucci and CD lamb fell from wide receiver 11 to wide receiver 19. After only having 17 points scored against the Rams in week one, the Cowboys scored 40 points, 31 points, 38 points, and 38 and 37 <laughs> points before losing Dak. Since That's Amari good. Cooper was acquired by the Cowboys in 2018, he is 
Seventh in receptions with 224. Fifth in receiving yards with more than 3,000. Seventh in touchdowns with 19. Fifteenth in yards per route run with more than two. And 14th in percentage of catchable passes caught with more than 92%. Only four players in the league had 50 targets in weeks one through five last year. Allen Robinson. Ooh. DeAndre Hopkins. Pretty good. Stefan Diggs. Very good. And Amari Cooper. Nice. He has all of the makings of not a top 12 wide receiver, of not a top 10 wide receiver, but a top six wide receiver that is going in the fourth round. Is because, he uh, is, is he the 2021 version of Stefan Diggs? Easily. Yeah. Him and CeeDee Lamb are the 2020 Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Oh. They're just going to throw the ball so much, right? I mean, you're you're talking about the second most passes in football last year. And, and not that's only with, that, I'm going to cut Danucci you off. That's with and Dalton. I'm going to say these pass attempts in the first five weeks. 39 from Dak week one against the Rams, 47 week two against Atlanta, 57 against Seattle, 58 (laughs) against Cleveland. He gets hurt after throwing 21 passes against the Giants. He had thrown back to back 55 plus pass (laughs) attempt games the previous two weeks. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Pass attempts per game, they finished below 40. That shows what happened. They would have set the record for pass attempts per game ever. Easily. They were on pace to shatter it. They would have finished with almost with easily more than five more pass attempts per game than Pittsburgh did at at 42 and a half. Homeboy was throwing 55, 60 passes a game. McCarthy's not messing around, man. No, he's not. No, how (laughs) you Dude, dude knows his team. That is them, that is a ball. ridiculous team. Amari is, I think, one of the best values in the draft. Totally agree. Everybody's sleeping on him because he's had back-to-back seasons of two seasons ago was headaches of up and down. And then last season under McCarthy, it was Dak got hurt. And then in came Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci. And it was the Ben DiNucci experience. It's like a really crappy indie band with somebody that just shreds on guitar. But the lead singer sucks. (laughs) But now you're replacing him. It's like Queen. They had a crappy lead singer. He left. Oh, my God. In comes Freddie Mercury. That's Dak. And now it's just the best thing that there's ever been. This is this team is incredible. Amari, From an offensive perspective, and their defense still isn't very good, so they're no, still going to get into those shootouts. It's the perfect you know? combo, and that yeah. conference sucks. Like yes, uh, he again his targets the first four games: fourteen, nine, twelve, sixteen, which puts him on pace for over two hundred targets in a sixteen-game season. Is that all? Well. Good thing. <laughs> Good things there. Good thing there's an extra game this season. Hey, come on, man. He's a lock. Like, like honestly, I 
You have him too low, dude. You have him. No, I know. I know. Ten I is do. way I, too low. I I agree. I we got I got to figure out a way to bump him up. I, it was one of those things where I, I was looking at him, and and a lot of people do like CD Lamb um, more than than Amari Cooper, and I just don't. I'm not down on CD Lamb. I think he's a top twenty four guy easily, but I, I'm not going to put him over Amari until he actually proves it and finishes there. Yeah, um, exactly. CD Lamb going before Amari Cooper, I think is is somewhat of a travesty. Uh, they're currently going within two picks uh, on um, uh, from a, from an ADP perspective. So, and I'm not throwing right shade there. at people either, but the fantasy footballers don't have Amari in their top ten. Just blows my mind. Yeah, and I I think he is. I, I think he has to be. I would much rather have the wide receiver one on one of the most prolific one. What has the potential to be one of the most prolific offensive offenses in history than Terry McLaurin or AJ Brown with Julio Jones or DK so, Metcalf. So with, do we just with, put our stake who in the was ground outscored, now and- who was outscored by Cole Beasley. <laughs> just say Amari Cooper wide receiver one this year and just point, Dude. just put the, I will the, plant. I will. Yes, that is my. Yeah. I will plant my flag. Yeah, Amari Cooper, wide receiver one. No, yeah. I well, he's definitely going to be a wide receiver one. I don't know if he's going to be the wide receiver one, but um, do do not be surprised if he is easily a top five guy this year, um, just because the targets are going to be there, and I he was incredible until Dak got hurt. And then only had over 10 targets once after he did get hurt. Um, I mean, he was still remarkably consistent, actually, for um, for the crap he was playing with. Um, so I, I'm very, very excited about Amari Cooper. After being down on him last year and seeing what that offense can do the first couple of weeks, light it up. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on. Wide receiver 11 this season, Terry McLaurin. He is Alex's wide receiver 8. He is my wide receiver 10. Uh, finishes wide receiver 21 last season. Why do we have him rank so high? Well, it's because he caught passes from in the first two seasons of his career from guys by the name of Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy, Alex Smith, <laughs> Kyle Allen and the ever so amazing Taylor Heineke. (laughs) Yikes. Holy freaking yikes, man. Dwayne Haskins couldn't fall out of a boat and hit water last season. And I thought the Bears quarterback situation was bad. My God. Alex Smith couldn't do the playoffs. Alex Smith was told he couldn't do seven step dropbacks last season because it was too far back. He couldn't get the ball back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> he couldn't do it. Could not do a seven step drop. Couldn't get the ball back to the line. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> gotta, you gotta stand at the line, <laughs> do a shovel pass, shimmy out on your toothpick of a, of a leg and, oh. Oh my god, that's just so uncalled for. I'm not. If I'm lying, I'm dying, man. Oh no. 
in comes the one, the only, the ever so handsome Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic has arrived in Washington. Dude's going to sling it. He's going to bring life to that offense. 2019 Devontae Parker, 128 targets, 72 catches, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. That'll work. And I think that that's totally doable. Very easily doable. McLaurin, I would be shocked if he didn't surpass that. And obviously, 2019 Devontae Parker, Fitzpatrick was with the Dolphins in 2019 throwing to Devontae. Like, this, this, this could be something really nice. I'm excited for you to tell me what you think about him and also where he's currently being drafted. Yeah, so just as a point of reference, Washington threw the ball the ninth most times in football last year. Uh, and that was with the smorgasbord of uh, quarterbacks that Jason just mentioned. He's currently going uh, pick 32. Uh, so towards the end of the third round, middle to end of round three, he's currently going uh, as the 11th wide receiver off the board. Uh, keep in mind that this includes Michael Thomas as going as the 10th wide receiver off the board. So you can kind of bump all these guys up one uh, with his injury or whatever's going on there. Again, McLaurin, 21st wide receiver last year, 15th in catches, 11th in yards, 10th in targets, um, and only four touchdowns, uh, which was tied for 47th at the wide receiver uh, spot. If anybody is going to have progression in their touchdown numbers this year, it's got to be McLaurin. He's been great uh, in the two years that he's been around. So usually wide receivers will take that leap in year three. He's already proven to be good. And he has a, a professional quarterback to throw him the ball, provided Fitzmagic can stay healthy. I, I have him ahead of Cooper. I don't like that now that we've talked a little bit more about that. But I still like McLaurin as a top 10 guy this year. Yeah, and I mean, Washington did average only uh, the 25th most, um, excuse me, 25th most points per game yeah. last season at only 21 points per game. I mean, I know, I mean, I, I would think with Fitzpatrick there, that number goes up, but man, you're starting from the bottom. I don't know how much you can, how much you can bring that up. And when you're looking at Dallas scoring 40 points a game, with Dak before he goes down, it's like, man, what do I, what am I thinking here? You their, know, their defense is so good though, where they were just, cont they were content to play in some of those lower scoring games, even though they were still trying to throw the ball. They were, they just, were in, I mean, they were in yeah. on them. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but that also led them to trying to run out games a lot in the second half instead of chucking the ball 57 times. So which, which maybe they end up doing this year. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, Terry McLaurin, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a fantastic low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. Um, it's just with what Riverboat Ron wants to do with that offense, I think you see the, you know, the maturation and evolution of Antonio Gibson as well in year two and that workload mm -hmm. expand. I think they're going to be able to run, throw it at will, and that offense is going to keep scores low, or that defense is going to keep scores low from opposing teams. So they're going to be in every game. I'm just not sure that McLaurin is going to have the volume 
um, that I think a lot of these other guys are going to have. That's fair. And I, again, I, I go back to having 10th um, in targets last year. Uh, yeah. I don't see why that would fall off. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally fair. Totally fair. I just, I think those targets are going to get a lot better too, though. I think that a dot's going to go up. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there's going to yeah. be some nice big plays that he finally makes. Yeah. So, and, and that, that Fitzpatrick has proven that he'll, he's willing to push the ball to, to the Gasickis or Logan Thomases of the world or the, the Parkers or the McLaurins of the world. So yeah. I, I do think that it, it's a good setup. I don't think Fitzpatrick is a world beater, um, but I think he's competent enough to make that offense substantially better. The only thing that gives me substantial pause is the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is 38 years old and will turn 39 during the season. He's still got a great beard. Hell yeah, he does. All right. Lastly, tonight, today, whenever you listen to this, we have wide receiver 12, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown broke 13 tackles on receptions in 2020, which was the third (laughs) best in the NFL and second among all wide receivers. He had more than two and a half yards per route run, which was second in the league and excuse me, is second in the league over the last two seasons, only surpassed by Mike, Michael Thomas. He has turned more than 23% of his targets into explosive gains per true media and scored a touchdown on more than 10% of those targets. Explosive gains sounds very dangerous. That sounds... You've never had explosive <laughs> gains? I tell you what, after having three bachelor parties in a row, I've been pretty explosive the last two days. But nevertheless, I digress. AJ Brown... Wait, hold on. Actually, do you do you remember? Hold on. Do do you remember me taking a video of you at Top Golf the other day, where you like just straight up missed the ball? Yeah. Okay. That was after my fifth shot or sixth shot. I I don't know. (laughs) There was a lot of course light, but we're not even on subject anymore. AJ Brown. He's going to be good. I think he's going to has a chance to be real freaking good. I just the o- offensive coordinator is, is now in Atlanta. You add Julio Jones. <sighs> we said the exact same thing last year. I know. I know. But we also have him ranked higher than we did last year. <laughs> like we have That's him ranked true. as a wide receiver one. And don't yeah. get me wrong. I really think he is one. It's just. Like, how do you get him a lot higher? He finishes wide receiver 11. We only have him ranked at 12. No, right. And he only I, had I, a, he had less than 1100 yards. He only had 70 catches. He had 11 touchdowns. Yep. 30th in targets. Yeah. Like. 27th in receptions. How do those like, numbers go up a lot? I don't think they do. I, I think that. He's so he's currently going as wide receiver six, um, pick 20. Uh, so he's going in the like the middle of the second round. Um, there's no chance in hell that I'm taking him there. Uh, good luck to whoever does. I, w- I wish you all the best in the world. 
Uh, you have to hope he continues to break those plays, and with Julio there to split some of the of the the explosive gains, uh, that I just he's somebody that I wanted to drop considerably lower and couldn't just because he's been remarkably consistent, and he's proven the fact that he doesn't need those receptions and targets to do good stuff. But they still have Derrick Henry. The offense isn't going to be substantially different. And you add in Julio, I ah, this is this is more of an iffy one. But I I mean, he was eleven last year and with twelve. Can't argue that much, but I'm definitely sure as hell not taking him at wide receiver six. No. Uh week one, six points. Uh week ten, two points. Week thirteen, eight points. Week sixteen championship week. He had four catches for forty yards. Yeah, you're cherry picking though. But I, I'm I, looking at the single point games. I the single point games matter. Uh, where he's going, I think that they matter. And and Tennessee, Tennessee only threw more passes than the Baltimore Ravens last year and the New England Patriots. They third they threw the third fewest passes in the league. They barely hit thirty. Like you're throwing thirty passes a game. Even if he gets a third of those, it's only 10 targets a game. So A.J. Brown had the fifth most fantasy points at points per game uh, when he did play. Uh, It should be noted that he missed a couple games last year, uh, right at the beginning of the season. So he averaged 15 points a game when he played. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's why he's going wide receiver six this year is because he was wide receiver five on a points per game basis last year. Um, But still just not enough targets to satisfy me. Oh, they're throwing 30 passes a game and you add Julio Jones. So it's just. Oh, man. All right. Well, we sufficiently went over time on this one, but we got a little heated in our wideouts. Uh, Do you think that there's anybody, any honorable mentions that you wanted to put in? Just couldn't couldn't make it. Yeah, I I. I think you have to throw Mike Evans in the discussion. Um, I I really wanted to put Mike Evans over AJ Brown. Uh, Mike Evans, 10th wide receiver last year, Um, 13 touchdowns. Uh, Mike Evans is 27. He's been in the league for seven years and he's never been under a thousand yards receiving. Remarkably consistent. Tampa Bay through the, uh, let's see here, the sixth most passes in football. I know Tom Brady is getting older. Um, but he still gets his playmakers the ball and down at the end zone. Uh, he was looking for Mike Evans a whole ton last year. So I, I think he gets thrown in the discussion. Um, I, um, I don't oh, think there's also, a I want to piggyback before you move on from Mike Evans. Yeah. I do just want to say that Tampa Bay did score almost 31 points per game. They were the second highest scoring offense last season. I mean, I it's just I, it's unbelievable. I think that neither of us. Although, did you have him in your top twelve, or is he like thirteen? No, I am at I am at thirteen. Okay. So um, I mean, it's just he's right there. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. We we did not mention any of the Rams wide receivers: Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, no Cam Makers with Stafford this year. Adam Thielen was wide receiver eight last year. Uh, we do not have him ranked in the top. Uh, top 12 CD lamb. And then 
I guess a question for you is, I mean, what do you do with the Steelers wide receivers, right? They threw the ball the most in football last year. They have Deontay Johnson. They have Juju Smith-Schuster. They still have Chase Claypool. Um, all of them have the chance to be wide receiver twos on, or, you know, any of them have a chance to be a wide receiver one on any given week. It's possible that they all finish as wide receiver twos um, with how much they throw the ball. Um, so, uh, Trying to figure out who to pick, where is going to be tough. Uh, keep in mind, Juju Smith-Schuster was the 18th best wide receiver last year. And Deontay Johnson uh, was the 22nd best wide receiver. Um, just so what many targets what, to go around. What was Deontay's fantasy points per game? I mean, granted, he's going to have some half games in there because he went, he like left, I think, three games early. But Well, yeah, he had all those drops too. He was getting benched. So Deontay 14. actually had... Yeah, so so Deontay was was twelve points per game, and Juju Smith Schuster was eleven point six. Okay, so Deontay was just a bit higher. Uh, gun to my head, I'm taking Deontay because he was the target leader when he was healthy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he had 144 targets last year. Juju Smith Schuster only Fourth. had 128. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a ton of targets, um, and hopefully he figured out how to catch the ball this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, Deontay Johnson, fourth in targets per game at 9.6. Did have 14 drops, however. We did name one of our podcasts last season. I had a title for this podcast, but Deontay Johnson dropped it. <laughs> so, I I loved, I do love Deontay Johnson, though. Uh, what's What are the ADPs? What's Deontay's? Yeah, so, so, good question. So, right now, Juju Smith-Schuster is going as wide receiver 32. Uh, That's in the disgusting. Middle of- in the middle of round seven. I will draft um, him in round seven every time. Yep. Uh, Deontay Johnson is going Fifth as round. wide receiver 23. Uh, he is going uh, pick 57, which is towards the end of the fifth round. I was going to say that's one of the last picks of the fifth round, which I think is fine for <laughs> that could be really good value for for Deontay. And that's incredible value for Juju. Yeah, wide receivers that are going in the fifth round right now uh, include Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, and Tyler Lockett. Um, that's a hell of a hell of a little group there in, in round five from a value standpoint. Yeah. All right, we have to end it there. We are so far over. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you don't follow us already, please consider dropping us a like, a follow, a Apple podcasts review would be incredible we are the fantasy football sackos i am jason he is alex thank you guys have a good one peace thank you for listening to another episode of the fantasy football sackos podcast follow us on instagram and twitter at the ff sackos